Hi, this is Lita Curry for Talent Talks in conversation with Paddy Upton. Now, if the name is familiar, it's because Paddy is well known for coaching at the highest level in sport, um, in the Indian and South African national cricket teams, and also professional T20 leagues around the world. Now, Paddy has a master's degree in sports and a master's degree in business, and currently is a professor at the Deakin University in Melbourne. Now, he's just written a book called The Barefoot Coach, uh, life-changing insights from coaching the world's best cricketers. And he's here to talk to us about the fact that talent is not necessarily enough. Paddy, thank you so much for joining us. Lita, thanks very much for having me. When you say that talent is not enough, what is it that you mean? Um, You know, I think having started out coaching 15, 20 years ago in international cricket, it was, it was okay just to be a good cricketer, um, and it didn't matter what kind of personality the person really had. It didn't really matter that much how a person behaved. They still got rewarded at the highest level um, for their results on the cricket field, and I noticed similar things in other sports. And I've, that really has changed in this day and age where talent really is not enough. There's you know some examples of some really uh, high-quality cricketers, for example, who you know, they're the best in the game. Someone like Kevin Peterson, for example, was one of the best test cricketers in the world and certainly the best um, English uh, test cricketer. But he was actually released or fired from the team, not because of his results, as I said he was the best at the time, but more for his influence on the team and, you know, the impact he was having on the team that they deemed to be negative. So it's no longer enough just to be really good at what you do. Uh, there's another big piece that comes along with it. That's the kind of person you're being while you're doing what you're doing. Okay. So you mentioned personality, you mentioned behavior. How have you seen these kind of things play out in high-performing teams? Well, you know, if if I were to go back and what is it now, a fairly old adage um, that um, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast, you know, and how, how important culture is, particularly in this day and age in the knowledge era, you know, I think strategy, everyone has access to the pretty much the same data, the same statistics, uh, the same strategic information, the access to the same um, consultants, that it's really now the people side that is the, the big differentiator in business today. Certainly, we see that in sport. Um, it's not the most talented team or the team with the, the best strategy, which seldom you can have a, a significantly better strategy than someone else. But it's actually the team that, that works well together, that pulls well together, that's able to lift a team member that's struggling, uh, <clears throat> someone's doing well, that they really get supported to do better for longer. Um, so the, the people side and who people are being um, is becoming more and more significant. And I'm noticing it in this day and age compared to 20 years ago where talent, you could actually gain the competitive advantage through having superior strategies, superior um, data analysis. Yeah, I hear you. So what I'm hearing you say is the strategy is still important, but it's really the differentiator around who the people are in the team, how they behave, and how they work together. Yes. So strategy, it's I don't think it's possible to gain a significant advantage uh, strategically other than maybe there's one or two um, outlying examples where companies or organizations or people are. Um, but yes. Uh, it's it's really people and getting the, the best out of people, um, you know, attracting the best, keeping them the longest, and and probably even more importantly is getting the best out of the rest. Um, and that's really where culture um, 
comes to the fore and culture is built on really the, the way people are being in the environment with each other, where they're working together. Um, and I said, particularly in supporting success and failure equally. Okay. So how, as a, as a leader, as a manager, how do you get the best out of your people? One of the first things is, is recruiting, not just for talent, but also recruiting for character. And I know companies do do that, um, but still we see in, certainly we see it in sports teams, um, it happens fairly regularly where a known disruptive or narcissistic individual, they're still being picked in some teams. And you look at that and you think, well, six or seven of the teams didn't pick that person very intentionally, but someone is picking them and then halfway through the season they realize oh we've made a bad call here this guy you know individual might score runs and be taking wickets but it really is a disruptive element within the team <clears throat> so not everyone is doing a good job at the moment of understanding characters and picking or recruiting good people not just talented people as i said i don't think that's enough anymore mm. so how do we get that right how do you make sure that you recruit for that character, that person with the characteristics that's really going to help your team succeed? How do we get that right? Um, it's probably just slightly different in, in each context, but um, you know, if I just give a very practical cricketing example, when, when I'm picking teams, for example, in the Indian Premier League or the Pakistan Super League, I'm picking individuals who I really don't know at all. I, I know them statistically and I can see what their, what their averages are and their strike rate is, for example. Um, that's, that's, you know, the talents, the results of their talent. I will pick up the phone and phone people within the cricket world who I know, whose views I trust, who either know that person or knows somebody who knows that person well. So I will just do my homework through my trusted network of people as I said, you know, particularly, um, and I don't know how it would translate into into the di different businesses, but when a cricket team is doing well, it's very easy to lead the team. But it's more when a team is actually on a, going through a difficult spell, maybe losing three games when the market's a little bit difficult and the pressure's on, that's when those cracks are exposed. And that's the time where it's really important to have good people Um is when the pressure is on, when the results aren't quite coming in, it, it's even more important there. And that's where you get to really expose, people's characters get exposed. And I yeah. want to make sure that for those tough times, I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteed that I've got the right people who are going to be able to stay together and see us through and be able to weather that storm. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just about the technical skills that they bring or the talent that they have. It's really around the characteristics about being a team player, being supportive um, and, and bringing the team together rather than, than standing on their own. Yes. And, and the, the higher up one goes in an organization, the more important it becomes, um, you know, to be that leader that people look up to, uh, that people follow, people aspire to, and is able to inspire and motivate other people. And that's you know, more about, you know, I've said it before, who they are being while they're doing what they're doing is probably yeah. as not more important. So if you had to give one piece of advice to business leaders around getting this right, what would that be? Um, don't be blinded by star-studded performances and talent and results. Um, separate results from the character and the person and know that when you picking somebody, recruiting somebody, or judging somebody, judge them on one hand on the, the talent and the results that their talent produces, 
and on the other hand, on their character and the kind of person that they show up in the workspace while they are succeeding or losing or struggling. Um, and those are two different things, two quite different entities that you're looking at, judging and recruiting on. Yeah, so it's looking for both the, the what and the how. Um, the what and the who. I would say. The what and the how, yeah. The, and the what and the who. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Paddy. Thank you very much for your time. This is Lita Carey for Talent Talks.